0: Welcome back to part five in our series, how to get along with anyone as much as it depends on you. So far, we've explored the importance of honoring people, encouraging people, being a compassionate and comforting presence. And last time, we looked at the awesome power of kindness. Well, in this session, we're thinking about the challenge of conflict in our relationships. How can we be peacemakers? In Romans 12.18, the Apostle Paul writes, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. In 2 Corinthians 13.11, he says again, live in harmony and peace. In Ephesians 4.3, he writes, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. In Colossians 3.15, he reminds us that we are members of Christ's body called to live in peace. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5.13, he says, live peacefully with each other. You get the picture of what he's trying to talk about here. In a world full of personal and global conflict, we need the divine antidote of peace. And Paul reminds us in all these passages that working for peace is a choice, albeit a difficult choice at times. Because relational conflict is inevitable, we're all different and those differences are causes for celebration but they can also trigger conflict. We all have the capacity to think, say and do things that cause tension and trouble in any one of our relationships. Conflict is inevitable and unavoidable, but how do we respond to it well? In Ephesians 4.2, the Apostle Paul writes these words, Always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Let's just take a moment to break that verse down. Firstly, Paul encourages us to check ourselves. He reminds us of the importance of humility. Yes, people are not perfect and have the capacity for hurt and harm, but we're not perfect either. And an imperfect reaction to an imperfect action usually doesn't serve anybody well. Will our reaction make things better or bitter? This is a call, secondly, to control ourselves, to slow down. Paul commends us to be gentle. The original Greek word for gentle is sometimes translated meekness. Meekness is not weakness. To be meek is to be strong, but to hold that strength back, to restrain ourselves for the good of others. This is an invitation to pause and, and to resist the default human reactions of fight, flight, or freeze. Choose not to come out fighting, returning like with like. Choose not to take flight where we've run away from the conflict. Choose not to simply freeze and not say or do anything. The Old Testament wisdom of Proverbs 15.1 reminds us that a gentle answer will calm a person's anger, But an unkind answer will cause more anger. It's very hard for tempers to remain fueled when one of the parties is remaining calm. So when we find ourselves disappointed or hurt by others, Ephesians 4.2 invites us to pause, take a breath, remember our own humanity and capacity for hurting, be humble. And remember that if we simply react without thinking, then we're highly likely to say or do something that pours petrol on an already fiery situation, thus making things worse. Be gentle with yourself and with others. Thirdly, Paul invites us to be patient. Conflict resolution takes time. Let's face it, this is tough. It's hard to be patient with people who drive you nuts or get things wrong. But I've learned that there are four attitudes of the heart that we can cultivate when it comes to these conflict moments. Firstly, empathy. This recognises that people are fragile. We are fragile. There could be more going on here than we realise. So we try to enter into the feelings of others that might have triggered their actions or their words. Secondly, humility. This admits I could be wrong, not looking down on on someone, rejecting self-righteousness and recognising that we don't have perfect wisdom. We enter conflict, not as heroes trying to save the day, but as learners trying to find a way. Thirdly, curiosity. This asks, help me understand. We ask questions, we listen more than we speak. We embrace curiosity for ourselves and we encourage it in others. And fourthly, tenacity. This is a commitment to work this through together. Don't give up too easily. It might be hard, but the payoff is almost always worth it. A commitment to empathy, humility, curiosity and tenacity will help us navigate conflict, but it will take time. It will demand patience. Finally, Paul reminds us that our motivation for handling conflict Conflict should be love. Healthy conflict aims to be restorative, not destructive. If we love God and love people and love ourselves, our aim should always be building up and not blowing up. Yes, we may have difficult, honest words to share, but we'll do this as gently and carefully and kindly as we can, recognising that this is our perspective and, again, we could be wrong. We'll do our very best to avoid language that will put people unnecessarily in defensive mode. And because we choose love, we'll commit to make a conversation safe. When both parties feel safe to share what they're feeling and why, without the threat of accusatory, lid-locking language, then they're more likely to listen, understand, and find a way through then together, avoiding the reactions of fight, flight, or freeze. May love help us become a safe place for other people. One of the most powerful ways to avoid a conflict situation, or to calm it down if it's happening, is simply to apologize, to admit any part we have played in something going wrong. It takes strength, not weakness, to apologize for and be real about our own vulnerabilities and failures. But there's something incredibly powerful and beautiful about a heartfelt, I am so sorry. Can you imagine how different the world would be if we were all able to handle our conflicts in this healthier, biblically restorative way? Of course, we can't do this in our own broken human nature, which is why every day we should ask the Holy Spirit to heal us and help us to respond to conflict in a healthy, God-like, uh, godly, Christ-like way, a way that's good for us, good for others, good for the whole world, and brings glory to God. Lord, that is our prayer today, that through the work of your Spirit, you would help us all to be peacemakers.